Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive, or jog. Whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings. Today is February 13th, 2017 here in the Liberty Building, downtown Spokane, Washington. Mustachio and I are excited today because we will record, and currently are recording, (laughs) an episode of the 3H2 Humans radio show. Due to popular demand, we have decided to change the name officially of the radio show to the 3H2 Humans radio show. It's simplified from Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility. That's quite a lot to say at one time. It's a lot to write. (laughs) It's just a lot in general. (laughs) In the true nature of 3H2 humans, we have ingested, reflected, and are modifying the name of the show. This is an example of critical thought. We do our best to practice what we preach as 3H2 humans. And after the grand opening, we received an abundance of feedback and suggestions. And right now we are in a state of reflect with 3H2 humans as a whole. In order for us to fully modify what we're doing here for the better, we needed to jump off the radar for a little bit. This is the first show since December. It's now February, but Mustachio and I are comfortable with taking time off, with ingesting the perspectives of others as pure as possible. We are human. Well, (laughs) I'm human. (laughs) Mustachio, that's up for debate. considers himself a human though. We are susceptible to ego-based thoughts, yellow zone thinking, lack of critical thought, lack of logic. Those concepts are woven into our daily lives as they are most people. In order to optimize less than desirable traits, we apply, ingest, reflect, and modify. ingest, reflect, and modify. (laughs) Oh, in a a past recording, there was a song uh, we did about ingest, reflect, and modify. And there's some video content. There's a lot of other forms of expression we have used, but have not put out into the public. And that's part of this reworking of what we're doing, figuring out which mediums we would like to portray what we do and who we are and our individual thought seeds. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, uh, (laughs) Mustachio does like to remind me that uh, social media will not be one of the mediums we are including. It's still not something that I want to be a part of. 
Yet I begin to wonder and am exploring right now, where's the line between an ordinary mentertainment vector and social media? How are those categories distinguished? Because both of them think of Facebook and YouTube. They have many similar properties almost more similar than unsimilar. And one is a social media outlet and the other is a video sharing uh, thing. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) in summary, the online store is closed. I'm, for the most part, not taking on new clients or new projects. Mustachio is going to continue editing and kind of work in the back end of things. And this is necessary in order for us to grow. Similar to the caterpillar and the butterfly. Before the caterpillar turns into the butterfly, there's a cocoon stage. There's a metamorphosis. And that's what we're doing right now is we're going through a metamorphosis. And we will emerge as beautiful butterflies in May. (sighs) From many perspectives, February to May is a long window to be closed and to work on improvements rather than marketing and gathering of more followers. An essential part of leadership is practicing what is preached. And in order for me to feel as though I'm a logical and beneficial leader, I need to go through that metamorphosis. I need to take a little bit of time from my normal routine and from what I consider to be beneficial, I guess is the right word. So I desire to identify what needs to be changed and have the courage to change it. It's difficult, I'll admit it. When I first started (laughs) working on changes, I was very resistant but the people I've been working with have been incredibly kind and understanding of my unique style. That's really what I seek in teammates. Not necessarily agreeing or disagreeing with me, but having an ability to communicate and for us to share a pink zone connection, to have a shared understanding rather than communications based off of assumptions. And right now, Much of 3H2 and the structure that we've implemented is based off of assumptions. In application, it did not work as intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mustachio holding up a little graphic. It shows 10 rocket ships and nine of them crash and one of them makes it. That's our ratio of success. One out of nine (laughs) of the crazy things we do succeeds. And is that failure? I don't think so. I think that's trial and error. That's learning. That's experiencing life, is having failed ventures, crashed rocket ships. That's how that one magnificent, angelic rocket ship is designed through trial and error and masterminding and applying critical thought, ingesting, reflecting, and modifying rather than regurgitation. There's a lot of regurgitation 
if a speaker uses the word you, what you should do is you should this and you should that. I consider that garbage and yellow zone. It's based off of assumptions. Be mindful of that when listening to speakers, including me. Uh, yeah, in the upcoming recording for the show, the 10 list extravaganza, it was recorded on March 6, 2015. I use the word, oh, ooh, yep, yep, I'm not going to say, <laughs> but I do use that I identified two pish posh words in that recording. So in the upcoming recording from 2015, I had lingering usage of pish posh words. Currently in 2017, I am much more polished. And listen for that as like a little Easter egg. Listen in the recording for misuses of you and the pish posh words because I do speak from a subconscious process. A couple times, that's another little tidbit. Uh, <laughs> I laughed out loud probably five times while editing the upcoming audio because I hadn't listened to it. I don't believe ever. And I was doing daily hour-long recordings and most of the stuff I said I forgot. So it was neat to be surprised. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going, what I was saying, what was going to happen, and I was intrigued by it. And that's a heart of what this show is. It's not a hand-holding walk through Candyland. That's not what it is. It's a bit of a, a jolting roller coaster, and that's what I like. As a podcast listener, I want that jilting around on a roller coaster. I don't want a hand-holding walk through Candyland. <laughs> And I talk about that in the episode. And this was recorded before I became a podcaster. I was in dreamland. I told myself that I was going to record for one year and then batch a bunch of episodes. I had originally envisioned releasing a whole season at once, similar to what Netflix did with Arrested Development. They were one of the first entertainment entities that I was aware of that just released the whole season in one go. I'm a binge listener and watcher and I like that. Waiting a week stretched out over many weeks and I'm not as crazy about that format but it didn't turn out as expected. <laughs> so there's one of the rocket ships that crashed and burned but it's okay. Perhaps the format we're doing now works better and instead of just releasing content i edit it and i save listeners time taking out the ums and the ahs and just stuff that doesn't fit and i usually remove around 10 minutes an hour so that saves the listener 10 minutes and if there's a hundred listeners then that's 10 minutes for each of those hundred listeners potentially i've saved through editing we like to be efficient <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> back to the subconscious processing. Around 40 minutes, I give a list. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the times I laughed out loud. <laughs> and I say uh, number three, and then I give what number three was. Number nine, number five. 
I just throw in number nine to replace four and then pick back up and just go back to five as though nothing had happened. To me, that's a part of journalism is being thrown off, is switching back and forth between a subconscious process and conscious awareness. I was operating from a subconscious process when I just threw in the number nine, then recognized I needed to come back to the moment and say number five. There's little things like this in the episode that I've corrected over time and I've learned through editing. I see words. It's crazy. Anyone else who edits audio, who meticulously studies sound files, and especially the human language, it's crazy how much sound files say about what is being said. <laughs> so I spent hundreds of hours editing and I've studied words from many different vantage points. Okay, let's look at the show notes. One of the formats that has remained the same is a cover page. When Mustachio and I design the show content, there's one page that holds the basic information for the entire show. And that's what's posted in iTunes and on the website. For today's episode, February 13th, 2017, a beautiful Monday, bit of a frosty Monday. It is season two, episode nine, 10 list dozen extravaganza. The listener challenge for today is present moment awareness. This is listener challenge number 22. Spend this week with focus on present moment awareness. Offer extra attention towards objects in the room and specific words exchanged through conversation and media. When out and about in public, look to the sky. Scan for surveillance cameras inside and out as a means to focus on the present moment. While in the car, seek to identify traffic cameras and exterior forms of monitoring. While indoors, count and note the style of cameras observable. Explore. How can I increase present moment awareness? Okay, the listener challenge number 22, present moment awareness. I'm all about actionable items, especially when a common phrase such as present moment awareness is used. Many people just say increase it, but how? How to increase it? This is a exercise to increase present moment awareness because it requires being in the present moment. Each room, each traffic intersection is essentially its own form of being in a way. It changes. Well, okay, <laughs> that's a complicated subject. It doesn't necessarily change, but the observer looking at it is changing. That's core piece of present moment awareness, recognizing the existence of an observer and how that is done is by observing. In order to identify and count surveillance monitoring devices, a certain level of conscious awareness is required because senses, the sense of sight is needed. If a person's looking down at their cell phone and types into Google, you know, how many surveillance cameras are in this room, eh, it's likely not gonna produce the answer. Those types of things 
are also a big part of present moment awareness. The things that Google cannot answer. (laughs) The whole other realm of existence beyond the Google machine. The idea from this particular listener challenge came as a memory. I remembered, oh gosh, probably 15 years ago, I hung around an incredibly intelligent person and we constantly battled on who was smarter, (laughs) who was better. (laughs) And it usually was him. I'm humble enough to admit that. And a game we would play is whenever we would go to a restaurant or a bar or some sort of public thing, we would identify how many surveillance cameras were in the room and then just say the number. So this is another layer of this present moment awareness exercise and it involves other people too. So it's a game. Who can identify the number of cameras and say them? And the key is to do it on the sly because that's what he would do. I would forget. I would just think, oh, this is so great to be out and what a wonderful time I'm having. Oh, look at that thing. And then he would just say six. And I'd think, damn it, (laughs) he's beat me again. (laughs) And most of the time I would forget. But his intelligence level was much higher than mine. His ability to be in the present moment was much greater than mine. And it encouraged me to be in the present moment and to reach his level. And this is another thing that ties into this, that whole comparison is a thief of joy and all these things that say comparison is a bad thing. I, I don't think so. And we talk about really there's no good or bad or right or wrong. It's how the individual, how the observer views the comparison. And for me, I view comparisons as science. It's comparing variables. That's what science is all about. So to say comparison is a thief of joy is the most ridiculous nonsense. Ah, ah. And it's a common cliche. It drives me crazy. So to tie that in, I compared myself to him, to someone who was much more intelligent and athletic and smarter and just better (laughs) in nearly every way. And I compared myself to him and it was a positive comparison. I thought, how can I be better? What does he do that I'm not doing? Those kinds of things. That's where comparison is a giver of joy. That I believe is more accurate. Comparison is a giver of joy as well as the present moment. (laughs) Okay, so the listener challenge, present moment awareness, give us some joy, do some comparisons, and uh, do this challenge with a friend. With me and my circle of friends, we constantly challenge each other. That's why I don't understand the complication I face in challenging strangers, but that is a part of the equation. It's okay to challenge a friend, but not a stranger. I don't quite understand that, but it's in the works. All right, listener challenge number 22, present moment awareness. Be conscious of the present moment. Use some sort of material object. 
over a week time and keep notes, track progress. For each listener challenge, track progress on what happens during that week of experimenting. And the meat and potatoes of the show, the 10 list extravaganza recorded March 6, 2015. There are 12 10 lists, so a total of 120 thought seeds. These thought seeds were planted back in 2015 and have grown to be little sprouts. And also some were duds and some became something mighty. This is how the sausage was made. This recording was the beginning of much of the 3H2 content. The earlier episodes, as well as many elements in the book. And they are, number one, opt out of social media. That turned into season one, episode three. For more information, check out episode three about opting out of social media. Number two, organizational chunklets. This list goes over many of my ideas on organization. And it's intended to plant thought seeds to move forward with organization. I found that's one of the most difficult things about being organized is starting. (laughs) So let the organizational chunklets provide momentum to start. Number three, benefits of newsstand photos as a practice which comes and goes from my life is taking a picture of news headlines. Many times a newspaper kiosk would be a check-in point when I jog. So I would need to make it to the newsstand and there were times where I would go 30 days straight of taking a picture of the headline and that would mean I left the house. (laughs) I went for a walk. If I'm able to take a picture of a newsstand kiosk, then I'm in some sort of populated area outside of my home. And those kinds of things are discussed in number three, benefits of newsstand photos. Number four, unique daily habits. I go over 10 unique daily habits. Yeah, Mustachio has a good idea, as usual. (laughs) Before listening to the episode, write down from one's own perspective, from the listener's perspective. I am the speaker and the person listening is the listener. They're not you. I'm not going to say what you need to do is you need to do that and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to just be like Johnny Appleseed and throw some seeds down. And one of those seeds is to complete each of these 10 lists. What are one's own unique daily habits? What would some benefits of opting out of social media be? Write down one's own perspective and then listen to the episode and compare and contrast. That may be a fun critical thinking exercise for listeners who experience the same hunger for critical thinking that we 3H2 humans do. This would be a great critical thinking exercise. So step one, (laughs) copy and paste from the show notes these one through 12 items, I'd say just put it in a Word document and then write, number one, what is a a benefit of opting out of social media? 
time spent taking pictures of newsstand kiosks instead. <laughs> Whatever it may be. And then write 10 for each of the dozen. And then listen to the episode and compare and contrast and be open to a different perspective and recognize a different perspective as well as a similar perspective. I think it may be exciting. Okay, <laughs> back to the list. Number five, Reflection Right. This turned into season one, episode two. For more information on reflection writing, check that out. I do believe reflection writing is a constant variable. Reflection writing tends to pop up when... <laughs> reflection writing has many benefits. When I listen to speakers, many times that's a common variable. Well-articulated people reflection write. There's a multitude of benefits with reflection writing and skills that are acquired through reflection writing. And it's uh, similar to doing sit-ups. If a person does 100 sit-ups each morning, eventually they're going to have a more fit core. Same thing with reflection writing. The more the habit is completed, the better the results. Number six, how to connect. Oh. <laughs> this one may be <laughs> uh, a bit hypocritical in a sense where I do not connect with people very often. When I do connect, it's a deep, meaningful connection. But in terms of acquaintances and chit-chatty stuff, um, that's not my strength. So one of the more interesting lists is the how to connect. Check that out. Number seven, Entrepreneur Thought Seeds. The name of this list changed a couple times and the content changed as well. But it's basically what variables help with entrepreneurship. Number eight, Initial Communication. This list is for first time meeting, for initial conversations and introductions. This list was based off of an interaction with a physics PhD. <laughs> and uh, he was at like a mentor meetup thing and I thought, oh, I'm gonna get mentored by someone who knows about physics. This is gonna be awesome. And uh, he displayed no knowledge of physics. It was mostly grandstanding and stories of the past and <sighs> it was rough. <laughs> So listen to that in season one, episode five, I go over the 10 points for initial communication. Number nine, visit to the salon. This list was based after an experience that was less than ideal, going to get my hair dyed and cut, get my hair did. <laughs> it was rough. I relay my experience and offer suggestions on both ends. The cosmetologist performing the uh, artistry as well as the customer. What, what else can the customer do to work with the cosmetologist to create an enjoyable experience? Many of the items I go over are common with other people I speak with who get their hair done. And one of those being it takes so long 
Well, that's because there's a bunch of chit-chat. <laughs> the woman stopped working on my hair to tell me a story about people I don't even know. <laughs> that's why it takes four hours. <laughs> and that's another reason why I was so relieved to find Cassie at Mosaic Salon was because she's a bit more of the type of stylist that I'm looking for. And explore that with number nine. And it doesn't have to be a salon. It could be some other type of business experience. Maybe getting taxes done. What's a 10 list for that? Or going to the optometrist. Uh, Be creative here on number nine if going to a salon is not within daily business. (laughs) Number 10, humble perspective. This one can be heard in season two, episode two. I go over ideas of a humble perspective and things to do to maintain a humble perspective. Number 11, health exploration. Similar type of thing. Little chunklets, little thought seeds towards health. An extended version may be heard in season one, episode 14. And number 12, happiness. Season two, episode one. (laughs) Health, happiness, and a humble perspective. That's our tagline. And I wanted to expand on what that means. This is something I think would be beneficial for most entrepreneurs to do, is really explain what the tagline is, what it stands for, why it's selected. And those are things we go over in the humble health and happiness episodes. Okay, so that is the 10 list dozen extravaganza coming up after the five songs, five games, and announcements. So we do have quite a doozy today. (laughs) We're just, uh, Mustachio and I are excited to be back on the air and recording here at the office. It's a lot different than recording at home. I'm looking out the window at historic buildings, a stoplight with snow and ice covering the ground. There's a pawn shop, Madeline's Cafe. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Mustachio says to point out also an optometrist. (laughs) We tend to do a bit of the Kaiser Soze type thing. Look at the room and use those objects in speeches and engaging a present moment mindset. Okay, our first five list for today. Five songs about God. Number one, Prayer in Sea by Robin Schultz and Lily Wood. And this one particularly is the Radio Remix. I purchased the CD And there's an acoustic version of Prayer in C. And then there's the more funky radio remix version. I'm referring to the funky radio version. This song has many layers to it. At first I thought the song was about a person. And then I discovered deeper layers. That the speaker wasn't talking to a someone, more of a something. A form of energy to pray to. And what really struck my fancy was at the end of the song, 
her use of you. Really pay attention to the use of you at the end of the song. Many more deep layers. Check out the song, Prayer in C. C like the letter. Number two, It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. This is a classic favorite of mine. <laughs> it was a good day. I think in terms of synchronicity, this song explains what synchronicity is. How each little component lines up in some sort of a way and things are pleasant and easy. It's as though the environment is guiding. And I think this is a godly force, something of the universe, to be guided by the environment. It was a good day by Ice Cube. Number three, The Humbling River by Pucifer. I've talked about this song in a few earlier episodes, and I went and saw Pucifer live here at the Spokane Convention Center, and uh, they did not perform The Humbling River. <laughs> that's okay. It leaves that on my list. I still someday do want to see Pucifer play The Humbling River live. So that is on my bucket list. If anyone knows of an instance where this can be done, please let me know. <laughs> but The Humbling River, that's another song where the speaker is talking to God. The speaker's asking why. Why have I been able to tackle some challenges and others seem impossible? So that word impossible, it's a pish posh word as there are infinite possibilities. And the song talks about what is needed in order to climb that impassable, impossible mountain peak. And it's the hands of many joining as one that to do something as a single individual feels daunting and unlikely, but joining together with a common goal and an interest. This is how the world will be saved. <laughs> and in the song, they talk about it won't be solved with guns and money and that there's a different approach. Paradigm shifts are recognized in this song. It's an extremely well-written, deep, thought-provoking song. And that is The Humbling River by Pucifer. There's a really great YouTube video of scenery and then the words on the screen. That's my favorite way to watch it. Number four, Forgive. This song is by Trevor Hall and it features Luca Lesson. This song too is deep, well-written, and goes into layers of forgiveness and how it's an essential component in mental health is forgiveness of oneself, forgiveness of others, a recognition that life doesn't always happen the way it's anticipated or planned or hoped. Uh, life happens and things beyond control happen. This song talks about becoming at peace with certain pieces in life that didn't quite fit to forgive oneself and others. It's an extremely powerful tool. Forgiveness, perhaps it's of the divine, because I believe many humans ask God for forgiveness. What about asking oneself for forgiveness? To say, I forgive myself. That's a very powerful tool. 
Number four, Forgive, Trevor Hall featuring Luca Lesson. Number five, What It's Like by Everlast. This is another classic favorite of mine. And it's a bit of the opposite of Ice Cube's It Was a Good Day. What It's Like is the rough days, the opposite of synchronicities and the environment working with the individual. What it's like is more of an example of when the environment works against the individual, just getting dealt that crappy hand. And to combine these songs and to think of both ends of the continuum, there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. <laughs> but what are we going to do with these good and bad days? How are we going to work towards labeling them as something different than good and bad? And to think of how other people are labeled. Is that homeless man bad? Are the juveniles causing mayhem bad? What can we do to reverse these? What can we do to have less what it's like days and more it was a good day days? <laughs> One part of that is recognition of both. To have a pink zone reality, a shared reality of something that's tangible from many different perspectives. And that is five songs about God. Number one, prayer in sea. Number two, it was a good day. Number three, the humbling river. Number four, forgive. Number five, what it's like. And next up, we have five games. Number one, League of Legends. Oh, <laughs> I have an interesting relationship with this game. <laughs> I'm not a big online gamer or mass gamer in general. I have a few games that I really like and I, for the most part, just stick with them. League of Legends is one of those games I've been playing it for a few years, and my position is in the lowest of the lowest. <laughs> it's an extremely challenging game because it requires teamwork, and teamwork with strangers. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> the things that go on in that game. For me, it has two levels. One is the game itself, tackling objectives, knocking down turrets, and reaching the inhibitor. And then there's working with the teammates. It's an example of human behavior. And what's great about it is it's action-based. It's not just in a chat room or just text. It's text and action. So it's how well is the person doing in the game and what are they saying to teammates. And there's a correlation. The teammates who play with the team and tend to do better in the game are more quiet. They're focused on their character, their own position on the map. Whereas the really chatty people will stop playing the game and then text this, you suck, you should have done this, why didn't you do that? And it's all past tense garbage. Person made a mistake, it happens. I mean, move on. There's still objectives, but people get caught up in details and forget about the objective. 
And it happens to me in the game. Sometimes I'll catch myself. For me, this game is similar to chess. It involves other humans and teamwork, as well as self-accountability and present moment awareness because it's a live action game. It's really neat. So if there's anyone out there looking for a new challenging game, check out League of Legends. And uh, yeah, if there's anyone out there who wants to enter Summoner's Rift with me, <laughs> shoot me an email and we'll, we'll be friends and, and hopefully assemble a uh, kick-ass team. I want to get out of Bronze 4. And my current positions I play are mid and support. Okay, that's number one, League of Legends. Number two, Sid Meier's Civilization VI. This is available on Steam. It's pretty cool. It has a lot of the great components of Civilization V with a few parts of it simplified. For example, the workers. Instead of creating a worker and then just having it the whole game, the workers are created and then they are used up in one turn. So one worker can do three improvements and the worker's just sent to the tile and then clicked on and then boom, it's done. I like that. In the other game, coordinating the workers to build and then do improvements and it took a lot of mental energy and I'm glad that the game designers included strategy but simplified it. And I guess that's a great way uh, to say that. The game has been simplified, yet there is a large strategy component to the game. The graphics are pretty much the same, um, and the civilizations have changed and their abilities, and um, I'm still learning about that. I haven't quite grasped favorite characters yet. <laughs> But it's worth checking out. I did also play the Civilization in between 5 and 6. It was a space one. I was not as crazy about that. It was too complicated for me. I'm a simple folk when it comes to games. And uh, yeah, so Civilization 6 is a great improvement from 5, but it's not out in space <laughs> like the space version. Uh, yeah. Number three, Fortune Street. This is a Wii game. It's similar to Monopoly. It's best with two people, but it can be played with one person. The objective is to collect properties and level up. It's a fun strategy game for two people. And when we played, we threw in a computer character too. So there were a total of three on the board and there's varying different boards and then there's these little cards that need to be collected in order to level up so that encourages movement across the board and also is included in the strategy of which properties to buy where are they relative to the card spaces so it's a fun game for the wii and it is called fortune street number four 52 questions before moving in or marriage this is a card game. In creating the cognitive discovery game, I explored many card games. I wanted to figure out what do I like, what I don't like, and this game, 52 Questions Before Moving In or Marriage, has many similar qualities as the cognitive 
discovery game. There's randomization, critical thinking, present moment awareness, and some sort of a learning and growing takes place. And the learning and growing is in the pink zone because there's a pink zone tangible object. So how this game works, let's say it's a couple, that's what the, the game is kind of geared towards, are couples to get to know each other better. It can be used with friends or any type of people, but the questions are based off of habits in a sense. So an example of a card would be, if you have a child, how would you discipline them after a mistake? So things like that, where they're open-ended and the person communicates their individual perspective on some sort of life issue. And one of the reasons why I really like this game is that it primes for real life. It gives people a chance to communicate their thoughts on future situations and come to an agreement before that situation takes place. So that's why the card game is called 52 Questions Before Moving In or Marriage. To get on the same page, to take a proactive rather than reactive approach to being a married couple or being parents. There's so many unexpected life challenges that pop up where if there's a discussion beforehand and some sort of pink zone reality is created before the thing happens, oftentimes that situation turns out to be more ideal and the universe works with the person because there's planning, there's less chaos. More of those it's a good day <laughs> kind of days are created when there's a shared understanding. Check it out, 52 questions before moving in or marriage. Number five, <laughs> the cognitive discovery game. This game is under construction. I'm currently hoping to work with a local artist to create cards. Before, they were note cards kind of spliced together with either tarot cards or playing cards, and it was kind of a jumbled up experience for new people. It took a while to grasp the game, what it was, and now it's becoming more simplified. Oh, that's a great comparison, Mustachio. Similar to the workers in Civilization VI, the basic function is the same, yet the process is simplified. That's what the new version of the cognitive discovery game will be like. It will be simplified. Because <laughs> right now, I can admit, in the reflection stage, the game is complicated, but it is less complicated than prior versions. Each version is improved, and that's evolution. That's an important part of life and success is evolution, is improvement. Stagnation, oi, not so good. Okay, and that's the cognitive discovery game. The new updated version will be available in May. Uh, yes, the online store is closed and many of the services are not available at this time, but donating continues to be a function on the website. We'd like to give a big thank you to everyone who has donated. And a request from one of the donors was to tone down the <laughs> swearing and kind of gruff 
side. And I recognize sometimes that's a bit much. And as portrayed in the upcoming clip from 2015, I was way more rough around the edges then. I have calmed down in my demeanor. I don't know, Mustachio, what's that word? What have I calmed down in? My presence? I'm working more towards the mainstream and I had anticipated this would happen once I engaged with the audience and became truly accountable for what I was doing and saying, I recognized it would change me. That the recordings from 2017 are different <laughs> than the recordings in 2015. <laughs> There's more humor, or at least I view it as humorous back in 2015. So I do hope to bring some of that pizzazz back to it and to focus more on the positive baby steps. We are taking baby steps towards improvement each day. All right, the announcements. Thank you to grand opening participants and businesses. The grand opening was a success. We had a great time and uh, the raffle went well. And it was a truly 3H2 human experience where a few people in the raffle won duplicate items and then just gave it to someone else. And in some cases, a stranger who expressed interest. One of the examples was Thug Kitchen. It's a vegan cookbook that's fantastic. So we had multiple copies of it. And one of the guests won two copies and then gave it to someone else. It was uh, beautiful. That's what I had hoped with the grand opening, was to be around three H2 humans. I was less concerned with quantity of people and other exterior forms of validation. I was internally validated with the behavior of the audience, in a sense. The kind of people who attend a 3H2 human event. They're the kind of people who give something away when there's a surplus. We talked about supply and demand in the outage episode during the storm last year. True human behavior is witnessed through supply and demand. What happens? in those different states. When there's an overabundance of demand and a fighting of a resource or a surplus, and there's an excess of a resource, what is done with that resource? At our core, that's what we humans are doing on earth is collecting resources, exchanging resources. That's the core of daily transactions. And to think about that, and I would like to say thank you to everyone who attended the event and a really big thank you to all of the people I witnessed express compassion. That's what I wanted to see. That's why there were 15 hour days and sacrificed weekends and holidays for that moment. For me to be in an environment of giving, of people who focus on health, happiness, and a humble perspective. So my wish was granted <laughs> and uh, we're excited to have another event this summer, likely in May. If there is interest in the upcoming event, sign up to the newsletter for more information, as well as people who would like to donate items, shoot me an email. I had contacted some artists and local businesses and uh, we are open to receiving donations at this time for the event in May. The Chiefs Hockey Day is coming up.
February 25th. It's a Saturday and we usually go to David's Pizza beforehand and hang out and sip a few IPAs and get ready for the game. Back in yesterdayville, <laughs> last year's 3H2Humans Chiefs Hockey Day, a anonymous person purchased my meal and that was a neat little treat. So we do anticipate this day to have a bit of that paying it forward, that giving mentality. We're pleased that these types of emotions follow 3H2. They just kind of show up. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Uh, shoot me an email. I have some extra tickets or purchase tickets and meet us there. For the first, uh, how many we got? Like 10? 10 or so? Yeah, we got about 10 tickets left. We can leave them at will call. So if anyone wants to join the fun for the Chiefs Day, shoot an email, 3h2humans at gmail.com and join us for some fun. <laughs> Coming up is the dozen 10 list extravaganza. Listen to the differences in my voice, how the show sounds, I left some of the editing uh, bloopers in there. Some of them are pretty funny. <laughs> uh, if there's any feedback on the production of the show, the content of the show, anything, right now is the time to let us know. Because we are going through that reflect stage. We want to improve. And feedback really helps us to do this. Honest opinions? are like fertilizer in a garden. It doesn't change the plant, but it helps it grow. It assists. That's what we're looking for is fertilizer. Different perspectives to assist in our growth. Okay, <laughs> Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Today is March 6, 2015 at uh, 8.20 in the a.m. here in West Central Spokane over by the Centennial Trail, the Maple Street Bridge, Kendall Yards. I went to the wandering table last night and that was fun. The two gentlemen who were working that night were the people who were nice to me in the past and uh yeah, I, I remembered them, they remembered me. It, it was a bit of a blast to the summertime. I distinctly remember going there. I think, Mustachio, I think we even did a radio show about it, how I had recently come from California and then there was a, a San Francisco Giants Cup there and then I was talking to the guy and then my friends were en route to the game and then the game was on. I felt as though my consciousness was cohesively in many places at once, but with a group of people. It was really cool. Uh, so I enjoyed that super mental experience over at the wandering table, higher states of consciousness. And what was kind of neat was a little uh, um, run-in, I guess is the way to, to say it. <laughs> Here I go using puns. 
So I jog from the house around, oftentimes to the grotto or down by the river, through downtown, whatever it may be. But I do go by the Inlander and I take a picture of the uh, thing, the kiosk. First, okay, so here's where it goes in. And my brain thinks in terms of pictures, so I just have these two pictures in my head. So jog by and I see the folks at the Inlander, they're having a meeting and sipping wine and just having a fun old time. I was like, oh, that looks like the kind of meeting I would like to be in. <laughs> it had less of a stuffy feel and, and it was just a glance as I was jogging by and then, you know, went for a jog, took a shower, came home, much of life occurred, went to the wandering table, set up shop, did some writing, and then someone from the Inlander came in and returned a wine opener. I wonder if the people at the Inlander noticed this pattern that I go there five days a week and have been for ooh, over 10 weeks. <laughs> it's a long time. I think of things from different perspectives, from her perspective. Did she recognize me from earlier? I didn't recognize her, I don't believe. Anyway, so these are one of the benefits of living in a smaller town such as Spokane. Jogging by my favorite newspaper publication in the area and from a distance being a part of the culture. So yeah, exciting times, leaving the cave, going out, experiencing the world. All right, for today, we are going to do a 10-card extravaganza. Yesterday, we went over the five list. That was a five list bonanza. This is an extravaganza, and there's quite a bit. I am juggling many tasks at this time, and I am a solopreneur, whatever um, that means which again, I think the same with bootstrap mentality and it goes back to a more Chiba song. There's no such thing as a self-made man. I, I agree with that. I think that the whole, oh, I bootstrapped and did this all on my own. No, people are involved. Even strangers in passing are involved. They're dominoes, variables. It's part of the algorithm. So to say that I am completely on my own is false, but, um, <laughs> There's not a whole bunch of side checking. I do desire to have blind spots revealed. I would like to be the best that I can be. I would like to constantly improve. And I was talking with Brian. I said, I want each radio show to be better than the one before it. So better, not a great explanation. Ooh, that's good. So now I am encouraging myself to define what is better. This is one of the reasons why better is a pish-posh word. Because even I don't fully understand what is better. I just say, oh, better, here we go. Throw it in that bin and who cares? And I think it's that type of thinking which minimizes potential. So let's explore this real quick, like. <laughs> what is better? Better in terms of each radio show I desire to be better than the last is listenability. Right now I'm craving a new podcast. I want to binge listen to a new podcast and I haven't found one that tickles me the right way. I want to be that. <laughs> that tickle that is in the right way. 
and is enjoyable. And um, I got a big weekend ahead of me and it's so much easier to kick ass and get shit done when I have a podcast um, and am conducting research at the same time. For me, that's my happy zone and I would like to create that for others and for myself. I kind of one of my constructive insights I would give to other self-helpy, self-improvement, human exploration, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of, what can you tell my audience? Well, you can do this. And in some ways, I kind of consider that grandstanding where the person's saying, you need to do this. You need to, well, what the fuck about the person saying it? The speaker, the, the guru, does that person do it or is it just removed? So I'm not a big fan of all that. I strive to also include myself. These are things that I struggle with as well. These 10 lists help me to better understand myself and situations, concepts, all of these things. Yeah, so rather than preface this big old 10 list extravaganza as these are things you need, you should do and try because clearly it's obvious that I'm an expert. Are you fucking kidding me? I won an award. I'm a best-selling but No, none of that here. So we're just all people. We're all people experiencing this life. And it's not money or credentials or street cred or any of that horseshit that is going to mean something once this body expires. There are some in this life who strive for what's next, for even life beyond material possessions and this body the soul and consciousness is energy and always was always will be and always is and all that stuff so these 10 lists help me to recognize this on days where it's tough where i want to give up where i fall victim to the human experience and forget bigger mission of the sensations that go along with higher states of consciousness with health, happiness, and a humble perspective. How when I kick ass at life, there are no pains, there are no aches, fears, and worries, all that bullshit goes sleepy time. And then I get to kick ass and have fun. So these 10 lists help me to kick ass and have fun. (laughs) And uh, I imagine they can be thought seeds. That's what they are. They're thought seeds. Oh, yes. Thank you, Mustachio. So One of the main points of this big old ramble, ramble, a rumble, is I don't have someone side-checking me. As whole spouted off thing started, I would like to be critiqued or validated. Or, so or isn't the best. And and, and even that critique or validate, I would love other human perspectives. That's really what it boils down to. Because then critiquing, evaluating, all that, I think the stigmas attached to those words don't necessarily go with what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is feedback. What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? What is agreed? What is not agreed? And my favorite format is the three doing well and then three constructive insights. These three things kick ass. These three things could use improvement. I think when offering feedback, that's a great basic template to go by. It's tangible. It's not, oh, that is nice. That is good. You know, what the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. So three, that way (laughs) 
I imagine one of each will resonate. The other two, yeah, will probably fall to the wayside, but two of them will resonate. So I do ask everyone out there in listener land <laughs> to give some feedback on this 10 list uh, extravaganza. Because I don't know. And, and in part, I'm going to be side checking myself. What's kind of cool is that the first card I did not date. The second card is from 122914, and the newest card is from 3315. So a couple months of doing 10 lists, and some of these I've forgotten. Uh, I haven't compared them, so I don't know. Maybe I'm repetitive. Maybe there is a common mistake, uh, a blind spot that I'm missing, something. So I imagine there will be constructive insights that Mustachio and I will discover. I do enjoy very much hearing other perspectives. So, yes, please let me know what is thought of the Tenlist Extravaganza on 3H2Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility. All right, let's dive in. So the first one... Oh, yeah, and we're going to do the timer. <laughs> Keep me honest. So I'm going to go ahead and flip the timer, and we shall see how this goes. All right, the first 10 list is 10 reasons to opt out of social media. Number one, interrupts consciousness symphony of production, checking and push notices. Number two, increased potential of negative dominoes in the mind. Terror slash shitty story. Number three, distraction from immediate reality. Decreases environmental awareness. Number four, subconscious exhaustion from jumping around streams of consciousness. And I have a little doodle. <laughs> Number five, rapidly changing personality. SM, decrease human plasticity. SM, rapidly changing personality. SM, decrease human plas. I do not know what that means. Hmm, we'll have to go back. That's number five. Number six, frustration with poor communication skills multiplied. Number seven, decreased probability of encouragement for unique thought. Fox, five. Eight, <laughs> hot-tempered. Desire conversation on my terms. Number nine, all info exchanged likely to be public and permanent. Number 10, old soul, prefer one-on-one -on -one communication. The tech evolution equals increase, bioevolution, slow growth. Okay, so the tech evolution is increasing vastly faster than the biological evolution. What I'm saying is humans, biologically, I don't think we're ready to engage in the amount of social media which is going on and how that's driven a lot of actions. Cool. So 10 reasons to opt out of social media. The first, I believe, 10 list. Um, one thing that I would like to say about the newer 10 lists is there is less... Hmm, there's a loud truck. I don't know where it is. There is... <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I can't dick off with the timer going. Um, the main point, I guess, would be the whole subconscious exhaustion from jumping around streams of consciousness. Uh, opt out of social media and be in the moment. Okay, then we will do the next one. 
Oh, it is. Okay. It's just a diesel truck. Holy shit, that thing's loud. Okay, it's. I'm looking for like a, a flatbed or something. It's just like a, it's a Dodge. Okay. And it's like really, really loud. And the dude's just talking on his cell phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See how easily distracted I am? Look at this. All right. Back to it. Back to it. So, yeah, that was the first one. The second one is... Gosh, that's so loud. Hmm. Hmm. And then there's a package. And we're back. <laughs> oh. And we're back. <laughs> that was weird. That whole thing that went on with the loud truck and then I opened the door and then there was a package and then he left and everything changed. So, <laughs> everything. Much has changed. That obnoxious sound is gone. <laughs> I'm more focused now. And sometimes it's beneficial to kind of get knocked off the horse. Perhaps that was something that I needed. This example is something I would consider the environment speaking to me. Uh, so is it some mystical power? Uh, don't really think so. It's um, being aware, being in the moment and allowing the environment to work towards one's advantage. So I would say it falls more along the lines of a, a superstition creating neuronal connections, which then creates a placebo effect. And uh, here we are, back on the happy train. <laughs> All right, so that first one was 10 organizational chunklets. No, that was not. <laughs> we are now on 10 organizational chunklets. And this one was wrote on 12-29-2014. So little bit ago. Let's go ahead and dive in. And I hope this one will be a bit more positive. That's one of the constructive criticisms I would give myself in that first one is it was pretty negative. Decrease this, don't have that. That's something that at 3H2, we strive to give the positive examples, the to-dos rather than the not-to-dos. So let's see if this one has improved. 10 organizational chunklets. Number one, keep backup items slash tools. Increase efficiency, no uh, stumbling for items. Number two, work area optimization. Clean, only keep what is used. Number three, organization increases mental health. Ease of mind increases with ease of use. Number four, refrigerator, <laughs> completely empty and clean. Fresh fruits and vegetables. Number five, clothing. Current size only. Replace undergarments. <laughs> Number six, exterior of home. Seen daily by self and others. Decrease sensitivity to stimuli. Number seven, notes. Paper products. Scan slash throw away. Hard mail. Number eight, backup computer files. Photos by date. Nesting folders of relevance. Number nine, update contacts with own and others' personal info. Number 10, if it's quantified as such to be a drawer, clean it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds like me when I'm asking Brian to do things. I've learned that 
he's smart. He's smart like a little kid in a sense where words are taken exactly. So I feel as though I need to speak and say, if it's quantified as such to be a drawer, clean it. Because if I say clean all the drawers, then to him that's in one dresser or it, it, it's quantified or measured in some other way. So I do think a key to organization is that youthful, seemingly exact thought, taking words for what they are. Um, yes. And that's why, uh, for some reason, as we age and become adults, our stigmas, stereotypes, all of those things tend to take over. So um, yes, have that fresh mindset. I'm pleased to say that for me, I have been working really well and hard on backing up computer files. And um, I do encourage folks to do this. Um, the other day, one of the files got messed up and something happened and luckily I did have a backup so I could restore it. But for those who are data hogs like me, I'm a data hog. I have notebooks and data saved in 15 different ways and places and things. I'm happy to mainstream them. Do encourage those out there to mainstream the data organization. Get it organized and then it can become something. All right, and that was 10 organizational chunklets. We shall see what's next. On the card, it has wrote 12, 30, 14. Here we go. And this one is 10 benefits associated with newsstand photos. Number one, time sensitive reflex, similar to payphone, oh, relics. Similar to payphone, soon there will be no more. Number two, requires going outside, breath of fresh air. Number three, creates positive flow of events. One picture, plus fresh air equals happiness. Oh, I like that. Look at me having fun. Yeah, this is back when I used to have fun on these cards. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I had said that I would do a little doodle on each one. I did stop doing that. I think um, that might be a good idea. All right, maybe, maybe not. Let's see. <laughs> Number four, grasp images of mass media and common reoccurring themes. Number five, Adventure with exercise. Experience stimuli en route. Number six, develop ritual. Goal to snap a headline five days a week. Number seven, meditative moment examining pink zone stimuli. Number eight, search for new stands within walking distance. Number nine, others may become intrigued viewing unique behavior. Number 10, Examine front page. Ask, why was this headline selected? Okay, so I think one of the great points, Mustachio's just chirping back there, about this is kind of a silly topic. 10 benefits associated with newsstand photos. I think kind of the point and underlying humor, I would say, with this is a 10 list can be about anything. For instance, one of my buddies is super smart in physics. I would love to ask him to design a 10 list of physics components, which the average person, such as myself, the lay person may not know, and it would be interesting to share. So I do encourage everyone to create their own 10 list. We've encouraged this before as we love to, but it is a, it's a liberating experience. And I think too, it's a critical thinking exercise. So when I say make create a 10 list, this is 
on a whiteboard, on a note card, on a piece of paper. It's not copying and pasting Google articles from someone else. So it is a critical thinking exercise with uh, other stimuli in the environment. Calm down. Yeah, turn on the TV, whatever, okay, if that's needed. But this is for critical thinking. I think um, everyone has a 10 list worth sharing. And share those with me. Love to hear about the 10 lists. All right. So that was that one. <laughs> okay, next up to bat. This one was wrote 11315. 10 unique daily habits. Number one, adventure jog slash meditation oasis and kettlebell. I do still do that. Number two, 100 pictures with trinkets, evenly spread throughout day. Uh, once I be became conscious of taking 100, now I take about 200. It's weird. It's doubled. Yeah. Number three, conscious of subconscious process for selecting language. Yes, this is uh, part of my daily life and continues to uh, be a, a, a joy. <laughs> Number four, chart card, Monday through Friday. Four must-do tasks per week. I have not been doing the chart card, I believe, for the last three weeks. Next week, I think, is a good idea to fire it back up. But right now, I'm focusing on housekeeping. Um, <laughs> housekeeping! I love your pillow! <laughs> housekeeping! <laughs> uh, wanting to get everything done. We're going to be moving soon. Uh, I... I work best when the house is clean, and um, yeah, so I've put that ahead of the chart card for the time being. Number five, screenshots of podcasts, learning while working. Yes, I do love to learn and work at the same time, and I do take the screenshots of the podcasts. So let's say in a year or three months or even a day, I, want, I would like to know which podcast I listen to. I can look it up. So even now, I have memories of cleaning out the house in Pullman, listening to, binge listening to this whole podcast series, and I completely forgot what it was. So I can go back and look at that series and then listen to it again. Uh, yeah, so I do encourage folks to keep track of the podcast listened to. Number six, reflection right. Time to slow down and think deep. Yes, I do still do that, but not two pages a day. I do about one page a day, sometimes not even that. I've been prioritizing with the housekeeping. Number seven, vegetarian, fruit and vegetable, apple cider vinegar daily, consciousness of food. Yes, I've been doing pretty good on these. I do need to drink apple cider vinegar today and uh, continue to eat oranges. Number eight, neighbor to the world, humans as universal consciousness energy. Yes, I do continue to have this mindset. Essentially, Earth is one organism. Number nine, whiteboard. Accountability with no card system. Yes, no card system is working fantastically. And number 10, aware of environment. Disconnect from others' reality. Boom, done, isolated. <laughs> All right. The next card, wrote 128.15, first read 127.15, and then second read. Okay, this is probably a better system. I think this is the only one I've done that, but uh, I do want to do the, these 10 lists, um, write them down, note that date, 
And then the first time they're read. So when they're like conceived in, in a sense, because I do write them on the whiteboard and then talk about them and then transfer them to a note card so that it goes through another filter. I tweak it each time, it's an editing process. And then the second red is something such as now, that, uh, that reminder. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. So this is from 128.15. 10 reflection writing habits. Number one, have fun. Listen to the muse, dick around, philosophize, and to it. Number two, daily routine. 90 pages in 90 days. Experiment with time of day. Habit. 3. Stay in Word doc. Disable internet. Take notes in notebook or whiteboard. Number 4. Minimize streams of consciousness. Solitude. No noise, people, or TV. Busy rest. Bar. Oh, busy restaurant or bar. Many streams of consciousness. Number 5. Reflect honestly, objectively, when... <laughs> when fooling others, the only fool is the self. Number six, small chunklets. Block thoughts into three to five lines. Focus narrow, expand larger. Number seven, set it and forget it. Let time pass before rereading. Print 90 pages and then edit. Number eight, explore new thoughts. Explain both ends of the continuum. Three alternatives to remove assumptions. Number nine, pay attention to tense. I, me, we, you, general tense. Who's speaking and listening? Number 10, formatting. Block style, header, daily setup, spell check, um, editing, grammar, okay. So that last one, the formatting. Block style, it's a setting in Microsoft Word. If the spacing is all crazy, then I give that line extra attention. It's a way to increase my editing abilities because it's not a choice. Sometimes I look at a sentence, I'm like, oh, that sentence is fucked, I need to fix it. But when the, the spacing tells me that it's fucked and I need to fix it, then it requires deeper levels of critical thinking because it wasn't my choice. I don't know why it's all fucked and then what needs to be done to make it, to allow it to be more fluid. And to have fun, listen to the muse, stick around, philosophize, intuit. I did, I think, five pages of just a rant about how pissed off I was at Brian. And I think that helped me. <laughs> but it's just idiotic, nonsense, jib-jab, shit, whatever. And that's okay. And then in contrast, there's deep, meaningful, philosophical components. Allow for the continuum to be present. All right, and that is 10 reflection writing habits. The next card is 10 list, how to connect. Number one, contact exchange. Intro via email, CC parties, increase efficiency, decrease ambiguity, decrease uh, potential for going into spam. Number two, eye contact, hold eye contact. Mindful of posture, creates communication. Number three, put away phone, airplane mode, off body, out of sight, silent. Number four, concise and digestible. Increase efficiency, holds interest, and point becomes tangible. Number five, decrease chit chat. Get to point first, then chit chat. Be mindful of tense, my, you. Number six, ingest. 
understand others' perspective. Then um, tell me more versus no, it's not. Number seven, introductions. Person's name and known hat, vice versa. Set up context. Number eight, establish relationship. How and why relationship will be beneficial. Number nine, be personable. Human, genuine interactions. Increase potential enjoyment. Number 10, ambiance. Allow setting to be fun. Loosen up and have a good time. All right, so I would say one of the most important, and it was something that Brian pointed out. Number nine, (laughs) I think he was taking a personal jab at me, but in hindsight, I believe it is perhaps truthful. And that's one of the great things about humor and having those dickhead friends who point things out in a comical way is it's helpful in the long run. And that's to be personable, to have that human, genuine interaction in increases potential enjoyment. I feel like if I let loose too much, then people just take it and run. And then it just goes into Kim Kardashian's fantasy football, what happened in six states over in a small town. You know, i not interested. There's a fine line, though, of being genuine and making a connection. Also, with the introductions, the person's name and what hat, vice versa, set up context. So, Bob, this is my friend Bill. We used to go to high school together. Bill, this is my friend Bob. We go jogging together. Allow for the anonymous people to understand the relationship and how people are connected. And two, it opens up for conversation. All right, that's the 10 list, how to connect. Next we have 10 reasons entrepreneurs are successful. Number one. Okay, yeah, that's right, the headline. I didn't, not a big fan of that. It needs to be changed. Uh, It's not reasons entrepreneurs are successful. I think that's a bunch of hogwash. It's ten. It's a just a ten list of successful components. Number one, you know what? I need to change this real quick. We are stopping the hourglass because this is the second time I've made this mistake. That's what Mustachio tells me. Make the mistake once, shame on you. Make it twice, shame on me. And he's the buck stops with him. So here we go. Ten. Um, so what is this? A ten list. It's not a reason. I would like to include entrepreneurs though. It's an entrepreneur list. Okay, so 10 list, entrepreneur, um, thought seeds. We'll go with that for now. Thought seeds. Okay. And the hourglass is reset and so shall we. Bam. 10 list, entrepreneur, thought seeds. Things that will, I think, benefit. Entrepreneurs, A-type personalities, the doers and the go-getters. Here's some seeds. Plant them and see what grows. Number one, reflection right. Time to introspect, bring thoughts into pink zone. Number two, mentor hamburger. Have a mentor, have an equal, be a mentor. Number three, exercise. Sweat and increase heart rate several times a week. Number four, nutrition. One fruit, one veggie. Lots of water per day, decrease processed food. So this is... Don't want to give it away, but this sounds oddly similar to the daily list thing. Okay. <laughs> number number uh, five, 
One dependable friend. Resource for intelligent, honest feedback. Number six, encapsulate dreams of others. Increase consciousness and ideas when sharing ideas. I do strongly believe in that. Number seven, (laughs) a classic. Ingest, reflect, and modify. First, understand others. Second, internalize. And third, alter. Number eight, simply be. Rest mind and body. Do mindless tasks. Play video games. Go for a walk. Number nine, cohesive communication. Concise and digestible. Few words as possible. Number ten, consciousness towards self-improvement. Admit and correct mistakes. So with this one, I imagine many entrepreneurs, A-type personality folks, just kind of the the doers in the group, I imagine have probably five of these on lock and then five that are meh, a a bit more difficult. So I do encourage all the doers and the go-getters to examine all 10, which ones fit in with uh, one's own individualized lifestyle and uh, the ones that are new, explore them, check it out. Hopefully it will bear some fruit. I think one of the most important ones to focus on is the number 10, consciousness towards self-improvement. Admit and correct mistakes. This is difficult and there's many layers to it. Um, Many folks are to the point where uh, mistakes that are recognized can be admitted and corrected, but it's those ones that require outside uh, help that really will create a catalyst for awesomeness. Consciousness towards self-improvement, admit and correct mistakes. All right, that is 10 list entrepreneur thought seeds. Next one. 10 list initial communication. Jan, I can tell I used a different pen. I did not like this pen. It's all like shaky and ugh. Okay, I'm very anal about pens. And weird utensils, too. I have, like, this red knife that I use for everything. It's Okay, so here we go. Ten list initial communication. Number one, present clear objectives. One's own and other parties. Number two, minimize number of communications. Equals save chat for in person. Number three, shake the bridge of truth. If red flags test validity of source. Number nine, be true to word. Only promise what will be delivered. Number five, work towards 70-30. Listen more, speak less, ask questions. Number six, practice what is preached. Master advice before soapboxing. Ooh, that's a jab. Ooh, mustachio. Yep, his his little paws are over his little eyeballs. that's That's a personal jab right there. Um... Seven, keep personal details to a minimum. First, establish relationship. Number eight, allow open mind for any position in the mentor hamburger. Number nine, meet at neutral location. Discuss ideal parameters. Number 10, minimize grandstanding. Tell me more mentality. I think this is great advice. And this whole card, the 10 list initial communication was sparked from a kind of feather that broke the camel's back for me in terms of seeking a mentor that nearly all of these occurred in one evening (laughs) in my mind. So I do want to preface this. This is my perspective and uh, I'm 33. Have I learned 
stuff? Yes. Do I know everything? No. After, when was this? 2-16-15? I would say I do continue to believe in these. And top three, I would say to focus on, would be the minimize grandstanding, tell me more mentality. Oftentimes when people meet, there's this, oh, I did this, oh, I have this, oh, I'm so wonderful. Well, who the fuck cares? I don't care how wonderful someone is. What I am more interested in is that tell me more mentality. Someone who wants to dive deeper into concepts rather than regurgitate past awards. As well, practice what is preached. Master advice before soapboxing. Crucial. Uh, advice is useless if the person giving the advice does not heed that advice, does not follow that advice. So, all right, 10 list initial communication. Bam. The next one. Ooh, this is a personal one here. And it's strange. I was thinking about this one today. I can tell because I wrote on the back. There's two, in a sense, in this one. And this was on 2-21-15. 10 list. Getting my hair did, as well as five lists as a client. So number one, be mindful of forced personal chit-chat. <laughs> yeah, here I am again with this forced personal. I fucking hate it. Yeah, last night at the wandering table, people are very nice, and I speak with an open heart, but I was asked, I believe, four times, how is my day going? I'm so fucking tired of answering the question, how's my day go? What the fuck? Oh, so irritating. Okay. <laughs> Just be in the moment. Talk about some shit there. It's not that hard. Point out an object and say, oh, look at that. It's cool or some shit. But the reason why that question bothers me so much is because it's not in the moment. How was your day? It's past tense. Why the fuck does that matter? If my day was absolute shit, I don't want to tell you how shitty my day was. I want to go in here and pretend like the shit doesn't matter. I think that's the, the deepness of it. <sighs> okay, here's my rant. Number one, <laughs> be mindful of forced personal chit-chat. Ask questions in the moment. Number two, volume of voice, eye contact. Allow client to finish thought before speaking. Number three, minimize chat regarding other customers. Say nice things or nothing at all. Number four, be honest. If hair is fried, say so. Cut split ends, general maintenance. Number five, be gentle and respectful. Hair is attached to the body. Number six, focus on task. Don't stop and chat. Achieve pink zone of client's desires. Number seven, be knowledgeable with regards to hair care. Number eight, be realistic and respectful with time frame. Client has places to be. Number nine, Refer to another if unable, unfamiliar with client's wishes. Number 10, dress to perform. Wear practical clothing, no dangling sleeves, and comfortable rather than clickety-clackety irritating shoes. Number five. <laughs> I just saw a five and it's like I'm prefaced. I'm trained to say that. Five list as a client. Number one, tip well in cash. Pay it forward for having good fortune and all that good stuff. Number two, wear practical clothing and jewelry. Number three, work together. Be mindful of position, position. That's position and, and position and posture together, position. Number four, prep work. 
clean, unstyled hair. Number five, speak up, voice desires and discomforts. That's something I should have done is voiced my desires and discomforts, yet I am like a, a neuron, a gun, whatever. I fire or I don't. So I either shut the fuck up or I open the floodgate. So I sh was quiet. So that's 10 less getting my hair did. And after that incident, um, I could barely even look myself in the mirror. I hated my hair and the way it looked and how it was all fucked. And uh, So I chopped it off about five or so inches, five, six inches, and uh, dyed it purple. <laughs> now I feel like me again. <laughs> All right. Wow. So we are now at 227.15. It's so weird. It feels like an eternity ago, yet so close. So this is 10 list, humble perspective exploration. Number one, righteous anger. Defending a just position, acting on another's well-being. Number two, selfless behavior. Putting another's welfare above one's own. Number three, get excited with someone. Sharing joy is contagious. Number four, explore frustrations. Know one's own behavior. Increase ability to accurately assess another. Number five, tune out mass media. Silence outside stimuli. Language and thinking patterns mirror those of others. Number six, sleep on it. Optimize sleeping conditions. Sleep deep. Restores mind and body. Number seven, hydrate. A thousand milliliters or 32 ounces of water uh, before bed or <laughs> before food or beverages. Restore lost water. Number eight, <laughs> hindsight is such a beautiful thing. Oftentimes when I'm cranky, I'm dehydrated, so I'm just being a little snaggle rock. Number eight, ditch the past. Go to the next level. Alter equation slash continuum for flaw. Number nine, tip well. Domino effect of kindness. Small acts have large impact. Number 10, identify human struggle. Have compassion for fellow organic creatures. And this was sparked from wanting to describe health, happiness, and a humble perspective, and that they are determined on an individualized level, and this will offer insights into my thoughts on a humble perspective. And one of the newer ones that I heard the phrase for is righteous anger. For me, I've kind of thought of it as standing up for the little guy, defending the women and the children, those types of things. And I think that's a, a human characteristic as well as an animal one where powerful animals oftentimes will defend weaker lesser animals and I think that's a keystone to the whole humble perspective is to have that desire to help those who are less fortunate than oneself okay so that's 10 list humble perspective exploration next one is 10 list health exploration. <laughs> Number one, hydrate. <laughs> For one week, drink before thirsty. Be conscious of water source and its environmental impact. Number two, balanced nutrition. Ideal nutrition is defined on an individual basis. Measure results. Three, balanced sleep and exercise. Adjust patterns as needed. Intuition. 
Number four, posture. Conscious focus towards physical body balance, optimal form and ability. Number five, read ingredients. Know what is being ingested. Food is mind and body fuel. Number six, be a free range human. Fresh air aware. Go outside. Live on the crust of earth. Number seven, physical activity. Routine, reoccurring, physical hobby or sport. Improve each time. Number eight, push limits. Question limits. Are they arbitrarily set by humans? Skills take time to develop. Number nine, age. Chronological age is only a peak into biological age. New body every seven years. Number 10, rise before the sun. Magic of twilight. Proactive domino flow. Easier to sleep. So this is the health exploration. Many of these I have learned in the last couple of years. Although in my early 20s, I was fortunate to train with a semi-pro bodybuilder and uh, the football team and, and the people on the cutting edge of sports and nutrition. I learned many things over time, and, and that was about 10 years ago from now. One of the main ones that I didn't do before that I do now is the reading the ingredients. I'm more in tune with what ingredients are and having a wide array of ingredients and fresh foods. Also, uh, pushing limits. Sometimes I push the limits too much, sometimes not enough. As I grow and explore health, uh, both physically and mentally, I struggle with limits. And uh, perhaps that's a good thing. <laughs> good thing, we don't say good. Perhaps that's a beneficial component. Beep boop, beep boop, boop. And that is the 10 list, list health exploration. And this is the final completed 10 list from, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I'm just thinking I need to scan these. I was like, do I want to type them out? No, this is way, that's way too cumbersome to type. Although it wouldn't take me that long. Arr. No more tasks. <laughs> okay, back to the here. So this is the last one. And I'm coming back to this moment. I strayed. I thought, okay, radio show's almost done. What am I going to do next? How can I continue to progress forward and kick ass? This is my, uh, and I'm even using my, it is, it's my weekend. I sent Brian away. <laughs> He's going fishing with his sister, and uh, I think that's great. I think some family time is good for him. I would love some alone time, prep the house for moving, wrap up some stuff, uh, do my best to essentially have my own consciousness. I might make phone calls. That's another thing I like to do when I'm alone is phone calls. I'm not a big fan of talking on the phone when other people are around and gosh, and especially those people in public, holy fuck, who talk on speakerphone in stores and they're just obnoxious. Phone call to me is in a sense a private thing. It's a conversation between two people. Get out what needs to be said, give the person attention, and then move on. All right. <laughs> so here we go. This is the final 10 list for today, and it is a 10 list happiness exploration. Number one, 
speak 30%, listen 70%. I think this is that one's third appearance. So the whole speaking and listening thing I think is a big deal. Let's give that a go. Give conscious attention to moment and amount of speaking. Number two, focus on halves. Utilize what is had before desiring more. Appreciate items and people. Number three, examine life. The unexamined life is not worth living. Plato, ask questions. Number four, ingest, reflect, and modify. Info as it is, internalize meaning, build, and improve. Number five, communication. Speak in the pink zone. Words to the deaf lack meaning. Number six, reflection writing. Increase skill to objectively view oneself and others. Number seven, humble. Recognize similarities between humans. Earth is one organism. Number eight, occupation. Allow monetary gains to align with ethics and morals. Soul before the dollar. Number nine, proactive. Less energy to prevent incident rather than fix later. Number 10, love. Love one's actions before able to love another. Be true to character. So the one for happiness really sticks out for me is the love. And the loving one's actions before able to love another. I think it's a bit cliche to say, oh, I love myself. What about actions? Is there a love for one's actions? Sometimes I think that's uh, going to produce a different result. It's essentially a different informational algorithm with different variables. What is the difference? Kind of like the difference between self-congratulations and then a recognition of that. Okay, so <laughs> love one's actions before able to love another. Be true to character. That's kind of the meat and potatoes. I think of happiness is being true to one's character. If there is a disconnect between actions and thoughts and perceptions of other people, if all of these things are just a mismatch, then I think there is a mismatched internalization as well. Two, I like the occupational thing, the whole allow monetary gains to align with ethics and morals, soul before the dollar. All right, and that is the 10 list happiness exploration. So cool. Let's see, we got two, four, six, eight, 10, 12. 12 10 lists. And only a few repeats. It's not too bad. I'd love to hear feedback on which 10 lists resonated, which ones not so much, and uh, we can continue to produce them. As well as in any 10 lists of other people, I am going to ask my friend for a 10 list of physics. Very curious to see what that looks like. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> in the future, there will be uh, 10 list questions for a medical doctor and uh, 10 list beneficial podcast culture. I imagine folks who listen to this are a part of the podcasting culture. I am looking forward to working with Mustachio on the 10 list beneficial podcast culture. Hoorah to the podcasting culture. And uh, yeah, so Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.